0: Oh my god, who is there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, was singing so freely? Yeah. yeah. What we got? We got science. What? We got music. Put them together, let's use it. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, let me be the substrate in your ear receptors And let this not just be one endeavor uh, Yeah, yeah. I get crunk on the science Yeah, I pull the lever And with the music I just hope you say, dang it clever, whatever Bringing master what matters All the while my life is scattered. You surge on in general I guess you're David Satcher And you bet I got you when it comes down to the laughter And whatever may come after Scientifically sounds so profound Gonna convert energy like it's dollar to the just listen to this while you're making some hash browns Or maybe later after you're breaking some cash mounds Who am I? It's Round from the South Who raps up his mouth And we bring the music to the science that's around And that's on period And I just thank you for hearing this Scientific Sound Uh, 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 one, two, two and a half. And as my director of graduate studies would say, 11! Hello, everyone. It is me, Ralph, from the South, the host that does the most, and I don't mean the most, but welcome to Scientifically Sound, where we take a creative perspective in understanding scientific discoveries where we have scientific shenanigans for all what's going on you side goblins and ghouls i know halloween's coming up but i'm happy that you all clicked in for this episode first things first thank you all so much for listening in to the 10th episode that included me and my best friends Haley Stubbs and daniela mesa sanchez they were hyped to hear that a lot of people were listening to it and they appreciate all of you just for taking the time to listen to us being goofy, to hear why we go to grad school, what we're going through. Sometimes it, it takes a real big step to start normalizing your experience. Second, shout out to Black and Cancer. Y'all did a wonderful week this past a couple of weeks back in terms of doing Black and Cancer Week. I know that it was a lot to do under the pressure with what we did last year but it's a blessing nevertheless from talking with covid and cancer to having keynote speakers you all did it up so i'm proud of y'all how are you ralph i'm great actually though it is october and though it's getting very cold in this tundra state called minnesota i'm making a lot of headway on my own project typically i've been running into a lot of you know, bumps and curves and weird nuances that happen with the cell works that or cells that I work with on a daily basis. And yet, I'm kind of hype. I don't think I've ever been this hype until now just to see what's going to happen with my project. You ever have that? Just the hope of seeing how the project is going to take a new shape and form. It's like a Pokemon that has so many evolution forms. I'm also very hyped because in November, the new Pokemon is coming out and I'm so excited! Nintendo Switch gang, where you at? In addition to working on my project nonstop, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's conference season, y'all. I've been sending abstracts to different conferences that I want to attend to virtually such as the American Society of Cellular Biology. I've been looking into SBUR, which is the Society of Basic Urologic Research. And I may start getting into AACR. Who knows? You can never have too many conferences just to attend to show your research because that's how you get feedback. When I did my first big conference, it was in the middle of Maine and I met a lot of new colleagues that I consider friends to this day. So put yourself out there. Last announcement, and we'll jump into today's episode. You all on Instagram are hilarious. If you are on Scientifically Science Instagram, I don't know what you're doing, but you all should join in and engage. I'm doing a little bit more just seeing how everyone's doing and seeing what you all are doing. We got a lot of scientists from cellular biologists to microbiologists to those who are in chemistry and in physics and everything. And it's so interesting to see what you all do and keep doing that. But when I say y'all are ridiculous, here's the reason. I will post questions or I'll post, you know, a picture from my lab and ask, what does this do? And I ask for wrong answers only just to be funny. And y'all just roll with it. Never have I ever thought that we would be using a pipette, a pipetter as a back scratcher. You know, that little arch on the back of pipetters that we use in lab use it as a scratcher, everyone oh and of course i can't forget what this past week was like picture i posted which was just a mortar and pestle and everyone's just like they grind our bones and tears from our qualifications exams that we had it's like come on everybody it's supposed to be funny now you're getting too real all right that's it for the announcements now let's get into today's episode the premise from this episode comes from my misadventures to a record store there's this record store called Agarita Records which is located in St. Paul Minnesota and if you follow Scientifically Sound I'm usually going to be posting just my journey into the record store it's a humongous record store it honestly feels like a thrift shop but it's not it just has hundreds upon hundreds of records just to have and As of late, I've been finding a lot of records that just relate to science in some way. The first record I found was by Thomas Dolby, um, Blinded by Science, which has the hit record that he made from 1980s, She Blinded Me With Science, Primo Sense, all that. But in this case, I actually found a record due to the fact I was going through the little crates that they have in different sections and there was this lady has to be a hardcore crate digger she was kind of going back through wherever i was looking for records and i picked up this record just because there was this woman on the front of the record that looked like she was wearing a lab coat and I just had to have it because it just reminds me of just science or whatever pick it up I don't know if I wanted to buy it yet and I'm looking for other records that I want whether for the beats like the one you hear right now and other shenanigans and she comes up to me and I didn't even know about this artist until she started like egging me on just like hey if you don't want that record I'll gladly take it I was like what do you mean And what I learned from that situation is, if you start acting like you want something of mine, I'm going to get it, because it must be something good, and it did not disappoint. On this episode, y'all, we're headed to space, and finding out it's a little bit paranormal. Kind of creepy for the occasion, right, since Halloween's coming up. We're getting help from the song Example 22 from Laurie Anderson's debut album, Big Science. Now it's out of my wheelhouse, but I like a challenge. Let's go. Space. The Final Frontier. And for me, very unfamiliar, if I'm honest. But having an appreciation and joy towards all science can lead you into the current scenario that we're in today. When it comes to learning about our world, word to Travis Scott, I reflect on a number of things. For one, I reflect on the times my five-year-old self will be watching my favorite show, Blue's Clues, and on this episode, they would skidoo, if you will, into space to learn about the planets of our solar system. You know, before Pluto was demoted from full-sized planet to dwarf planet. I also reflect on the many, many videos showing the perceived weightlessness astronauts have while they trek the moon. And most importantly, I reflect on notes from physics lectures where we would learn that there's a vacuum in space atmosphere that doesn't allow for sound to travel. Or does it? Not according to the avant-garde singer, songwriter and style symbol, Laurie Anderson. Let's begin by going back to the 1980s. In 1981, during this time, NASA, or the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, is capitalizing upon its efforts to send a human to space with the creation and launch of the first ever space shuttle. Now, this would be the first reusable transporter of spaceships. It honestly looks like the spaceship is in a baby Bjorn when it comes to attached to the space shuttle. This played its role within the huge scientific infrastructure change that we had as we were jetting towards the 21st century. To give you more of a mindset of where we're at, research was now being done by gigantic teams with big budgets. They understood the jam, big bank tight low bank. And all this research was done in order to create big machines like big energy cores and big rockets. To be honest, to have all this money and to have all this manpower It must be a principal investigator's dream. All of which contributed to a term that was popularized in the 1950s and all the way up to now called Big Science. And is with this term, Big Science, that would then become the title of the 1982 debut album of Laurie Anderson. It is in this album that Laurie Anderson decides to bring songs of her possible and probable future of the 21st century. The creation of a dystopia ruled by capitalism thanks to man's push into technological innovation. Yet with titles such as From the Air and Oh Superman, you may think it's positive and exciting, and yet it's not. And to top it all off, if you want to look at the cover of Big Science, Laurie is dressed to impress in an all-white getup that looks like she is wearing a lab coat. Now, if you're a listener going through this album and you begin to listen to the lyrics and the music, immediately you are being hit with vocoder melodies, a bunch of random bagpipes, and orchestral galore these are prime tones to associate with the avant-garde anyway and lori anderson did not come to play around amongst all the weird titles within the album one song's title stood out to me and it's today's science focus the song example number 22 and the song starts with lyrics being in german that state the following examples of paranormal voices on tape what are paranormal voices on tape they are voices of unknown origin they are paranormal voices on tape does this sound like a riddle what in the twilight zone what is laurie anderson even talking about paranormal voices on tape like like ghosts like spirits like aliens I know we're inching towards Halloween, but this is beyond spooky to me. Well, she may have been right. Based on some data from NASA in 2006, we may find that Laurie was predicting that there are paranormal voices coming from space. But first, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're roaring in some new phenomena. Greetings, Earthlings. It's your boy, Ralph from the South, here with the song of the sound this week. It's Ain't That Peculiar by the wonderful soul and R&B singer Marvin Gaye. I pondered on this song a little bit, being that, of course, the title, but also just the lyrics of the song sound like probably how the scientists felt at NASA when they first heard weird voices from space. And Here are the lyrics themselves, and please excuse my singing. Honey, you do me wrong, but I'm still crazy about you. Stay away too long, and I can't do without you. Every chance you get, you seem to hurt me more and more. But each hurt makes my love stronger than before. Those lyrics alone honestly sound like scientists... Whenever something weird happens within their work, I know how it goes, where you want it to happen again, or something happens out of the blue and you just don't understand it, but it drives your love even more. And I'm pretty sure that's what these NASA scientists were going through when they were investigating or about to investigate sound in space, just cosmic waves coming in. I encourage all of you to listen to the original. The funny thing is, I heard this song not as the original but in a remix. Done by Soul Persona and Neil Tomo. They combined the song with Summer Madness by Cool and the Gang. If you remember our episode from a couple of weeks back, that's that song. But I encourage everyone to listen it in some form or fashion. And let's get back to the show. So space. As I've said earlier, space is a vacuum where little to no sound is unable to be heard. Or so we thought. And mind you, nothing is absolute in science. Just putting that out there, whether you learn anything from this episode or just in life, there's always going to be nuance involved. As a matter of fact, in 1931, scientist Carl Jansky at the age of 26, that's my age, and I'm in grad school, and he just makes discoveries like that, Carl Jenksky found radio waves in the Milky Way, leading to this ambient sound of cosmic wave static. To be honest, the way I hear it is, I bet it sounds like AM radio when it hits dead space in time. You know that weird time when it's like 2 AM to 3 AM? maybe some of y'all are not awake at that time but i was in relation to Lori anderson example number 22 her song states there are paranormal voices on tape and surprisingly one paranormal voice we have on a recording and that is coming out of outer space this happened back in 2006 In 2006, in July, NASA would send this balloon-esque contraption called Arcade, which is short for Absolute Radiometer for Cosmology, Astrophysics, and Diffuse Emissions. That's a lot of words, but the main word you should focus on is radiometer. A radiometer's purpose is to measure electromagnetic radiation or waves Of the electromagnetic field that carry light energy in this case arcade's purpose was to be exposed to the heat and the light of the first generation of stars in space in order to learn about and eventually understand the early universe now these are the first ever stars right they're full of the first set of elements that would come into being in our universe which are hydrogen helium lithium beryllium and at the same time they're generating the set metals for the next generation of stars all that to say these stars are tied not even tired tied to the point that they're not shining bright like a diamond anymore. Hi, Rihanna. So to detect their heat and light was already difficult to say the least. However, you know how scientists be. We we figure out a way to get around this, and our cave was actually sensitive enough in theory to detect these stars. You see, what scientists did, they would cool down the radio receivers, which are the things that are going to pick up the electromagnetic radiation in liquid helium. Now liquid helium is beyond cooler than being cool like Andre three stacks can't even get understanding of it like hey you was like what's cooler than being cool. This is beyond that. It's so cool that it has a whopping negative 452 degrees Fahrenheit, which could probably cool hell and back and then cool the occasional hothead or x and the reason for even cooling these radio receivers is that when they interact with the first generation of stars though they don't have a lot of heat to give off compared to the other generation of stars the heat should be just enough to heat up the radio receivers and lead to the detections of these stars an analogy for this and this is probably only something specific i can relate to because being in minnesota for four and a half years teaches you a thing or two is i used to stand outside in negative 60 weather to get to lab and i will be freezing cold even in my big coat long johns and all of that and during this time i'm outside in the cold and if i'm the radio receiver but if i hop into a building or hop on the bus the bus or the building might not have much heat to give off compared to being outside but it's just enough to warm me up a little bit And on July 22nd, 2006, Arcade would be launched into the sky. And it received a surprise that everyone could hear. Space decided to ROAR. And in this case, a roar is a strong presence of radio waves that were detected by Arcade. And it was so loud and a lot of data was being received that it caused a problem for the mission to even go and search for the first generation of stars. It seems as if Laurie Anderson was right on the money with her prediction. Now this occurrence in time still remains to be a phenomena that is unexplainable. Was that roar beyond our galaxy? Will it come back ever? Is it louder than Katy Perry's roar? Hard to say. But I encourage whoever is an astrophysicist out there, those astronauts out there, those who work on things like arcade or machines, just to get a better understanding of the outer world or astral world or outer space. I'm excited to see what you find out there. And I hope you keep to heart what Buzz Light here has always been saying all these years in Toy Story To infinity and beyond! Hey, wasn't that out of this world? That was a terrible pun, but it doesn't get away the fun. I had a wonderful time forming this story and getting to under- learn essentially science out of my field. I hope you enjoyed this month's episode of Scientifically Sound. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, you follow us at 4, the number 4, the psi underscore sound. And you can follow us on Instagram at scientifically sound, all one word. I encourage you all to. I put a lot of random content and some shenanigans that I do. I ask questions and engage with you all. Also, if you want to email us, you can email us at 4, the number 4, the scientifically sound at gmail.com. See you all keep it cool by liquid helium don't be playing games like your arcade and if you're going trick-or-treating remember not to play a trick on your pi you want to graduate right cool bye Why, hello! Who are you supposed to be? Why, I'm reviewer too! Look at me as I grasp your manuscript and write all over. Why, you will never be accepted into our journal. Uh, here, take some pipettes and go. Bye! Trick or treat, and you're supposed to be. Oh, you know, I'm just one of the slides from your lab presentation. But you don't have anything on the. That's right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, finally something normal.
0: please let a kid just come here normal oh how adorable a mad scientist